was relationships. So when you saw that in the program or when I just said that, what did you think of? This is audience participation, so somebody tell me, what did you think of when I said relationships? Spouse, two people. With myself. Ah, myself. Any others? Children. Children. Higher power. Higher power. Wow, look at that. Not all the same. Interesting. That's kind of the process I went through when I, when I was given the topic. I went, wait a minute, what does that mean? Um, so this was really a good exercise for me. It always is when I get a chance to lead a meeting. I'd prefer to say lead a meeting. I don't like being a speaker. So I think what I'll do is um, I'll do a real quick version of how it was and what happened and how I got here and how it is now, just so you have an idea of who I am, and then we'll go into this. doesn't make me authority on anything. <laughs> it's just what was my life. How it was. I did not grow up in a family with alcoholism, although I always knew there was a something wrong in the family, that little whatever that nobody ever talked about. Um, and I'm quite a few years old. <laughs> and I just found out this summer what that something was in our family when my mother and I had a long conversation and she let me know that I had a great-grandfather who was a very mean alcoholic. I never knew it. I never knew the man. But it definitely affected the family generation to generation to generation. Three down. My grandmother, my mother, and me. Because how does someone from a non-alcoholic family who's, you know, the family's great and wonderful, wind up with all of the codependent traits that I had. And I use that word. If you don't like it, just don't listen to it, but that's the word I use. You know, how do you get there? If you're in a, quote, normal family, how does that happen? And after I was in Al-Anon for a while, I began to see that there had to be something somewhere that drove this. When I learned about alcoholism as a disease and what it does to the family and that it is a family disease, I began to dig and try to find out what happened. Not that it does anything, but um, it just kind of, I guess, let the secret out of the bag, which is what I'm all about and what I do. So that being said, um, I grew up learning things that um, good little material to be an Al-Anon wife untreated, I guess, like... Um, Either be passive-aggressive to get your way or be very assertive-aggressive to get your way. Those were the only two things I knew, and neither one of them was very healthy. But that's what I grew up with. I had a father who was very loving, very kind. He was also dominating, authoritative, and he ruled. My mother, on the other hand, was totally passive-aggressive. She got her way with little manipulative acts that I learned. Um, how to be a victim, how to cry, get your way, you know, weepy, all that fun stuff. Um, and also, I watched her quietly do whatever the heck she wanted, even though my father thought he was ruling the roost. So, you know, I was very confused growing up in this household and had no grasp of what was really going on. 
I can remember um, when I started to look at this as far as relationships, as far back as I can remember, I only knew two ways to deal with conflict in a relationship, whether that was being 10 years old and having a fight on the playground or being 20-something years old and having a fight with my husband. It was the same thing. I either got so angry that I cried and then ran away, or I got so angry that I cried and I went deep inside and just withdrew. That was all I knew. I was 10, I was 20-something, I was 40-something, and I'm still doing the same pattern. Thank God I came to Al-Anon many years later. Um, I married an alcoholic. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. It was lots of fun. It was great. You know, his family, whole family drank, big family, huge family. Whole family drank, everybody partied, everybody had fun. Totally unlike my family, I'm an only child. We just kind of, we played games together and it was quiet and my dad had a couple beers and that was it. I didn't, what did I know from alcoholism? Nobody ever talked about it. Well, the marriage sort of soon went downhill. I went into um, superwoman mode in this relationship. I can do it all. I can take care of the three kids and the house and run everything, and he can do whatever he wants. Only I was really angry inside about that. But did I talk about it? No, of course not. You know, I didn't learn that. Didn't learn talk about it. When that marriage started to disintegrate, I didn't know what to do. I had no source of support. I was living in um, a state where I had no family. I had some friends, if you could call them that. They weren't really. Um, I didn't know what to do. So I chose one of the two things that I knew how to do, and that was run. And so that's what I did. I dumped that, got rid of that. That'll solve it. You know, it must have been him. It wasn't me, of course. It's a great way to handle the relationship. And I disappeared. Um, also something I did that I was not very proud of is that I let him keep my three children at that point. I was so insecure, I did not see how I could raise three kids. They were 10, 12, and 14. They were not happy with that choice. They, Two of them wanted to be in either place. One of them wanted to be with me, and I never asked them. That was a big amend I got to make later. I never asked them where they wanted to be. Um, I let myself be manipulated with the wonderful line of, I make so much more money than you do. Wouldn't it be better that the children stayed with me because I can provide for them? I bought it. Sounded good to me. You know, I was terrified. No excuses, no justification. It's just that what I've learned about my thinking. So I ran. And as soon as the divorce was final, I probably got in another relationship. But what did I do with that? I drug all the stuff from my life along with me and proceeded to beat this person up with it. Now, that wasn't very fair. That wasn't a very good way to start a relationship with a new person. I don't recommend that. That's not too good. And I almost destroyed that relationship. And it's, today we have been, let's see, oh my word, how many, it's 23 years in July that we've been together. And we almost didn't make it. 
Thank you, God, my higher power is God. If you don't like that word, sorry, but that's my higher power. I had um, a pastor, a woman, who suggested that I might want to go to Al-Anon. And she knew me well enough to know that if she said these words to me, I would go. And the words were, you know, Sally, I'm going to use that name, really needs to go to Al-Anon, but she's too afraid. Would you take her? (laughs) Of course I will. You know, I will help her. I can go. It's safe for me to go. I could take her. And I did. And I stayed. And she didn't. And I am so grateful to that woman that she knew how to get me there. Any means works, right? And I thanked her for that. I knew the very first meeting when they read the steps, I was in the right room. And I didn't know why. I still was not sure that my husband who did all these, whatever he was doing, was an alcoholic. It didn't matter. What I learned in there was... Whatever it was affected me, and I was the one that needed some help. I stayed. That's been a lot of years ago. Alan unsaved the relationship with my spouse that I have now. It also saved the relationship with my children and with my ex-husband, who's still a practicing alcoholic. We can have a friendly, cordial Relationship as parents of three wonderful children. And I don't have to get in all the stuff of what's still going on in his life. And Al-Anon gave me that. So now today my life is really good. I have a job I love. I have a great relationship with my children. One of the relationships is better than the other two. And the only reason that it is is because that person's in recovery also. We have a relationship on a recovery level along with a mother-daughter relationship. So it's a different it's a different kind of a level of a relationship. What I learned about me and this is just me is that my two most important relationships were with God, my higher power, and myself. That none of my other relationships were going to work at all unless those two worked. And I was really angry with God when I came into Al-Anon. I had prayed and really, really wanted some help with this first marriage that was falling apart, and I blamed God that it, it wasn't saved. And I was just really angry about that. And when I got to Alan, I, I learned that um, it wasn't God's place to save that marriage. That whatever happened, happened, and that I had to take responsibility for myself. So I got a sponsor, and we started to work the steps, and she was really very kind with me, really very gentle, walked me through the steps in the beginning slowly. Um, I was kind of fragile, and she just took it easy with me. It was She was just the right kind of sponsor. And after about a year, 
I realized that I was just kind of stagnant in my program. And it wasn't her fault, and it wasn't my fault. It's just that our relationship was kind of on a flat level, and I needed a kick in the butt is what I needed. And she wasn't that kind of person. So we parted ways as sponsor-sponsee. We remained friends. We just shifted the relationship into something else. And so I found a black belt and asked her to be my sponsor, which is what I needed, and it scared me to death. Um, I listened to this woman a lot in meetings, and I really, really liked what she had to say. But she scared me because what I heard her saying was, you get to work on yourself. Then we're going to worry about everything else. And I wasn't real sure I wanted to go quite that deep, But I asked her anyway. Um, I was pretty good with my God at that time, and I just really asked for some help. So she said, okay, we're going to do the fourth and fifth step over again because you didn't do it with me. I thought, great. You know, it's always nice to do it again. Um, So we did. And she had me work on more of... Myself and the parts where my life fell apart, those kind of issues, rather than the I did this and I did this and I did this. But look at the where did it fall apart? What were you doing when it fell apart? And the two things, the two big things that I identified that affected any relationship that I had, whether it was with God, with me, with other people, with children, with spouses, with workers, didn't matter who it was. The first one was, I wanted my own way. I really did. I was selfish. I wanted my own way. I knew better. Listen to me. Do it my way. I don't want to listen to you. And that stopped me in a lot of relationships. I mean, it's kind of hard to have give and take with somebody if I'm over here insisting that I'm right and you're wrong. I mean, that doesn't work too well with people, especially in a, you know, an emotional, an emotional relationship. And what I realized was that when I had resentments about people, it was because I didn't get my way yesterday. And I would hold on to that and have resentments about it. And when I had anger, it meant I wasn't getting my way today. made me angry. I didn't like it. And when I got into fear, which happened to me a lot, it meant I was afraid I wouldn't get my way tomorrow, projecting way out there. And those three things ran my life. I began to see the patterns. This is what I did. And it was all from the character defect of mine. I want my own way. That was a big one to work on. It got in the way of my relationship with my higher power when I wanted him to fix my marriage because I insisted I wanted it. He had a better plan. I didn't know that, but he did. My life is wonderful now. I wouldn't have had that. If I had gotten my way, it would not look the way it looks today. The other piece that I identified that was really big 
was that I couldn't mind my own business. I didn't want to look at me. I wanted to look at you. I wanted to tell you how to live your life. Then I didn't have to look over here. So my sponsor said, anytime you find yourself wanting to get in somebody else's business, to tell them what to do to help them, ask yourself this, these questions, four questions. Is there a problem? Whose problem is it? Can I fix it? Who asked me to? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like those four questions very much. Um, they're very helpful. If I stop and think about those four questions, I will stay out of your stuff. becomes pretty clear nobody asked me to. If someone asks me for advice, I don't give advice. I can only tell you what works for me. I will do that, but I'm not wedded to you're taking it now because of these things that she had me work on. Those two things and the things that went along with that are what got in the way of my seeing the reality of my relationships, what was true. It was all colored in how I wanted it to look instead of how do they see things? You know, no concept of someone else might see the same thing differently than I do. Like, just one second. What do you see? Anybody, what do you see? Pamphlet. What color is it? Yeah. And what? And yeah, okay. Here's what I see. Now, are we looking at the same thing? Yeah, but it's perspective. And I never knew that. That's kind of an eye opener. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Other people see the same thing differently than I do. So she asked me this really tricky question that black belts tend to do. Are you really ready to work on your relationship? And I thought she just meant, you know, with my spouse, but she didn't. (laughs) She meant with me. Um, And I said, sure, sure, I'm really ready. She says, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to buy this book. This is a really old Al-Anon book. It's called, some of you probably know it, The Dilemma of the Alcoholic Marriage. Isn't that a lovely title? I just, yeah, it's great. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh man, I don't know. This is a copy I have says published 1971, um, reprinted. Now, it has some really old language. Some of the language I don't care for a whole lot in the beginning. There's like a beginning preamble kind of thing with some narrative. But then you get to this part of How the 12 steps apply to marriage problems. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know. But you know what I learned by doing? I had to do um, 
all of the steps over again using this book applied to any kind of relationship, not just marriage, but any kind of relationship. And any time I got into a problem in a relationship, be that a coworker or a boss or a neighbor or children, whoever it was, I was to go to this book for the answer. And I have, I made some copies. I don't think there's enough for everyone, but if you share at the tables, what we'll go into is um, some discussion about this in a little bit, and I'm gonna, I'll pass these out. But they have these great series of questions after each step. Like step one. Changing myself for the better is the only way I can find peace and serenity. Am I willing to carry this acceptance a step further and admit I am powerless over anyone but myself? How about step two? Can I accept the fact that with my own human powers, I am not able to handle everything competently and wisely? And like some of these questions. Step three. Will I guard against the tendency to let my self-will take over again? Don't know. Step four, and I paraphrase this because it says alcoholics, but I was to take the word alcoholic out whenever I read this and put um, anyone in there. Do I allow my mind to dwell on anyone's shortcomings instead of my own? Pretty powerful questions. And I'm not going to go through them all, but they're like that. Then you get the idea? (laughs) Where am I looking with these questions? I'm looking at myself. They're all like that. It's a really interesting way to do the steps. Um, For me, it channeled my focus toward myself instead of kind of letting it shift and slip over into somebody else's stuff. And I, I realized that when I did um, the first inventory, I had I still had a whole lot of justification going on in that first inventory with, well, well he did this and then I did that. Um, and my sponsor didn't care for that a whole lot. So when I wrote these all out again, this was now the third time, um, I had to write it from I messages, me. I could only talk about myself. Whatever the situation was, okay, I got a divorce because it had to be about me, whatever the answer was. I couldn't say because he was an alcoholic and messing around with women and spending all the money on drugs and I didn't like it. That didn't work. Well, I couldn't do that anymore, even though all that stuff was true. It didn't matter. What did I do? What I did was my old behavior, I can't handle this, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm going to go into victim, I'm going to cry, and I'm going to run. That's the truth. That's what I did. So anytime, any relationship that I had, that was the process that I had to go through. 
and it works for me very well. I still use this great little book. When someone asks me to sponsor them, I strongly suggest they get this book. Some people don't stay with me when they take a look at this. They don't like it. They're not ready. Whatever the reason is, I don't know. doesn't matter. But what I, all I know to suggest to someone else is what I've learned, what I've been ha- had someone pass down to me, and this is what was passed down to me, and I know it works. It's a great Al-Anon tool. I love this little book. Some of the little questions I've highlighted for me, um, and when I go back and look at them again, I look at that and I think, oh, yeah, I remember when I had to do that. And it doesn't apply anymore, and I can see my own growth. It's really good to go back and look at stuff over again. Now I look, now I look at different questions. Situations change. Relationships change. My children are adults now. We have a different kind of a relationship. I'm not just the mom. The relationship with um, my daughter who is in recovery, we have a mom relationship and we have a recovery relationship. And if she is in any kind of crisis and calls me, we have the understanding that she lets me know which person she wants me to be. If she wants to hear some recovery, she will say, please talk to me from Al-Anon, and I will, because I've learned how to do that. If she just needs a mom, she'll say, mom, just be my mom, and I can do that too. And both of those entities that live inside me mind their own business today. I don't tell her what to do. If I'm her mom, I just listen. I love her. I tell her I love her. You can make good decisions. I know you'll be okay. If she wants the Al-Anon mom, all I can do is suggest what I've learned in Al-Anon. Have you called your sponsor? When's the last time you went to a meeting? What have you been reading lately? Who are you talking to? I'm minding my own business with stuff that I know. So... I need to leave early today because I have to go upstairs and work with the kids. Um, so I'm going to cut the speaking part of this short. Thank you. And I'm going to pass these out. What I'd like to suggest, and I can only suggest it, is that you do a discussion at a table off of the questions. Pick, there, there are all 12 steps on there. Pick whatever one you want. You can, you know, the tables don't have to be working on the same thing. Just pick one and go for it. And then you guys can end whenever you need to end. That would be great. Thank you so much. Um, and if you want to ask me say anything, you can. I don't know anything, but you can ask me anyway if you want to. And I thank you for letting me be here today.